Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Command Point. My name's Ryan. Today, I'm here with Shane. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Today, we are doing another Kill Team Deep Dive, this time talking all about the Traitor Space Marines. Uh, this faction is probably my favorite to run right now. I don't think that they're the best, but I think they're pretty good. Um, they're definitely playable. Shane, what do you? Yeah. how do you feel about these guys? Yeah, I think they're... They're pretty solid. Out of the gate, they were definitely, other than Custodes, probably the best uh, the best elite team. Just having access to six elite guys instead of five is really nice to start. And the models themselves are pretty good, too, and they've got really cool equipment and really good ploys. And, yeah, I mean, they've kind of got everything you want from an elite team in this game, I would say. And they've got cultists, so they're not just an elite team. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that really differentiates them from like your Space Marine uh, tactical squad is the fact that you're not just limited to running, you know, six Marines. You can also uh, swap it out for either your your Chaos Space Marine fire team, which is three uh, Chaos Space Marines, plus. Uh, a, a Chaos Cultist fire team of eight Chaos Cultist operatives. So mm -hmm. they've, they've got a lot of flexibility here. Um, they've got a, a couple models here that have some really good abilities, um, specifically the Icon Bearer. But yeah, let, let's just get into it. Starting off, taking a look at the Chaos Space Marine fire team, uh, th this is really important for this team, is the fact that they have four archetypes. So they can do either Seek and Destroy, Recon, Infiltration, or security secondaries or tac ops um so a lot of flexibility there um typically you, you are forced to take at least three chaos space marines you're always going to want to go with either security or seek and destroy tac ops uh, for this team yeah i mean especially if you're going six marines then i think those are the only two real options for you i mean you have infiltration and in, in, uh, recon uh, but I don't think you're mobile enough for recon, and I just don't think the play styles mesh well with infiltration. So, yeah, yeah I, I would say seek and security are definitely the two, the go-tos, I guess. I, I will say about the mobility thing, there is a tactical ploy that these guys have access to, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but um, it's called Strike From Within for 1 CP. You can set up a Chaos Cultist uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, in the kill zone, but um, I, I'm not really that big a fan of it. Just kind of leaving a weak guy out there, uh, kind of alone. <laughs> you yeah, know, I it, think it's not really gonna do anything long term for you. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But I think in certain situations you can like pop them on an objective and then just like do the action right to start. But mm -hmm. that's that's probably the biggest use, or maybe like a flamer. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time, I th I'd say like the vast majority of matchups, you're just going to go six chaos Marines, right? Yeah. I think that's fair to say. You, um, like you have these cultists, you can run them in certain like niche matchups, but they are kind of like secondary to the Marines and like, you'll never, ever, I can you even take, yeah, okay, all right, it's max one per kill team. I was going to say, you'll never, ever take two cultist fire teams. Yeah, no, you literally can't. Which technically true, but even if you were allowed to, I don't think you would. All those 16 bodies would be a lot, so yeah, I don't know. That, that would be a lot of bodies. So breaking down these fire teams further, the Chaos Space Marine fire team includes three Chaos Space Marines selected from the following list. 
a Chaos Space Marine Warrior, a Chaos Space Marine Gunner, which can take either a Flamer, a Melta Gun, or a Plasma Gun, a Chaos Space Marine Heavy Gunner, uh, which can take either a Heavy Bolter or a Missile Launcher, and a Chaos Space Marine Icon Bearer, who can take just a Bolt Gun or a Bolt Pistol Chainsword. Obviously, if you forego one of those options, you can take the uh, Chaos Space Marine Aspiring Champion, uh, who has uh, some really cool weapons, namely the Plasma Pistol, and um, the, the Power Fist or the Power Weapon is the typical loadout you're going to want to go with. And uh, also, we kind of brushed over it, but the Basic Warrior gets to choose between whether he wants Bolt Gun and Fists or Bolt Pistol and Chainsword. I, I find in most matchups you're going to want to go with the Bolt Gun, specifically because of a ploy that we're going to get into later on. To note here, uh, you cannot include a Chaos Space Marine uh, Gunner Operative and Chaos Space Marine Heavy Gunner Operative in the same fire team. So the only time you're going to be able to run a, a standard gunner and the heavy gunner together would be if you're taking, the, of course, the uh, two Chaos Space Marine fire teams to make up your kill team. Like we said, a lot of the time you will, but yeah, if you're just taking the one, pick the gunner. And it's usually it's probably going to be the regular gunner with the plasma. And then there's the cultist fire team, which you've got eight Chaos Cultists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you select from the following list, basically... Uh, you can take a Chaos Cultist Fighter, and they can either have an Auto Gun and Gun Butt, or an Auto Pistol and Brutal Assault Weapon, or a Chaos Cultist Flamer, who gets a Gun Butt and a Flamer or Heavy Stubber. Uh, and you can have up to two Gunner Operatives. Uh, and then it, if you're feeling wacky and crazy, you can take a Cultist Champion. Um, yeah. But you um, never will, though. No. You're just feeling flavorful and you're playing like narrative or something but like competitively don't ever take a cultist champion as your leader taking a look at a little uh at some of the the key weapons for this team obviously we have to start out with um actually before we get into the weapons let's talk about their core stats we're gonna look at the chaos space marines here uh they get three circle for movement three apl uh, three defense uh, save of three up and twelve wounds, which is really nice. Yeah, twelve oh, the wounds, 12 wounds is so nice. Um, so that makes it thirteen for the aspiring champion. Looking at the weapons, uh, the bolt gun gets four attacks, hitting on threes, damage three four, and they the their other like uh, weapon option really would just be the chainsword bolt pistol. Four attacks, hitting on threes, damage four five for the chainsword and then damage 3-4 for the bolt pistol, which obviously has a range of just 6 inches. And they also have fist. Yeah, actually, the fists are, like, one of the reasons I think the bolt gun is usually better, because the fist profile isn't that bad. No, it's um, not. Usually, when you get, like, a fist profile, you only get three attacks on it, and it, it'll be, like, 2-3 or something. Um, but for Marines and cast Marines, they get 3-4 damage, but the regular warrior... Four attacks with the fists is actually pretty good against a lot of things. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, taking a look at the standard gunner here now, or the I guess I shouldn't say standard. I should say just the, your special weapon gunner. Uh, he can take a flamer. Uh, there's really no reason to with these other weapon options. The melty gun gets four attacks, hitting on threes, damage six, three, six inch range, AP two, and uh, mortal wounds four. Uh, <laughs> it's It's good. It's good. It's like a truck. <laughs> yeah, it, it hit it hits like a truck, but the thing is you need to like you gotta be close up with your enemy to really use this. And in a lot of matchups, I don't think that's the way to go. Like unless like your your team is really, really good 
in combat, it, it's probably smarter for most kill teams to try to avoid combat um, just because of the way that that fighting works in this game. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean the Melta, I've always really liked it as like a like a counter punch. Like yeah. you kind of keep it like four to five inches behind like an important melee guy, and then if they charge and kill that melee guy, you have a Melta pop out and kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you're choosing between the Melta and the Plasma, they're very similar. It's a damage. It's one less damage on the Plasma per hit and per crit. And you can still get AP2. Um, there's not a lot of things where six, seven damage is like needed. Like there's not yeah. a lot of 13 wound models and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe if you're playing against Assault Intercessors, then you can go Meltagun. But that's yeah, that about makes the only time. <laughs> yeah, the, the Plasma Gun, the main thing it has over the Meltagun is the fact that it has infinite range, whereas the yeah. Meltagun only has that six inch range. So I typically wind up running the uh, the plasma gun on that guy. Yeah. And oh, uh, and uh, don't take the flamer. <laughs> yeah. If if you didn't hear what I said at the at the very top of this little segment here, for the dark god's sake, do not take the flamer. Yeah. Let <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so, um, the Chaos Space Marine heavy gunner. So, uh, his main thing is going to be the heavy bolter. Uh, this weapon gets five attacks, hitting on threes, damage four five as the heavy keyword, and it has Fusillade uh, along with the P1 uh, critical hit rule. Alternatively, you can equip this model with a missile launcher, so it's got two profiles for frag and crack missiles. Uh, the frag has uh, four attacks, hitting on threes, damage three, five, heavy uh, blast circle, and then it has the crack profile, which is four attacks, hitting on threes, damage five, seven, heavy, and AP1. So, yeah. and then he's also got his fists. The thing, I mean, this is this is tough, right? Yeah, because choosing between these two. So, let me hear what you gotta say about it. So, I mean, uh, in my Chaos Space Marine uh, kill team that I've built up, I literally do not have a missile launcher model. So, I have only been taking the heavy bolter. But I love the heavy bolter, man. Um, mm-hmm. and it it's key. It's basically all hinging on this. Uh, particular ploy that I keep alluding to, so I think I'm just going to talk about it now, honestly, because um, it's key to how this model works. So that is uh, Malicious Follies for 1 CP. It's a strategic ploy. Um, it works just like Bolter Discipline for Space Marines. Uh, if the model does not fight during this activation, it can perform two shoot actions uh, during that activation if a bolt weapon is selected for each of those shooting attacks. Obviously, the heavy bolter uh, qualifies for that, so this model gets double shoot. So you're effectively putting out 10 attacks, hitting on 3's damage 4, 5 with Fusillade and P1. And um, there are some equipment pieces that you can put on this model to either uh, make its heavy bolter even deadlier or to give it uh, some better mobility. Yeah, I mean, this thing is already pretty deadly. Um, I will say the one argument well i mean there's probably a few arguments to be had with the missile launcher um because so the way i look at it is with heavy bolter you can shoot twice if you use malicious volleys but the missile launcher like you have blast which if you're utilizing blast that's kind of like a shoot twice in its own right um except you don't have to spend cp to get access to it um and of course the crack profile is pretty strong 
The downside here is that the missile launcher has four shots, whereas the heavy bolter has five. Um, and obviously you just don't have the option to double shoot with the missile launcher unless it's like the specific instance where you're use, utilizing blast. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the time the heavy bolter is going to be the way to go, but the missile launcher is definitely pretty interesting. And then the other thing I wanted to highlight that we didn't really talk about is that the gunner and the heavy gunner, their fists only have three techs. Yeah. So. But I mean, like, what are you going to do with them? Yeah. You know, you can't really give them like a melee weapon or anything anyways. So a lot of um, people forget that, though. That's just something I've noticed. They kind of assume that it's the same fist profile. No. How can how can they punch somebody when they've got this giant gun in their hands? Good question. Yeah. I don't know. My my. Uh, plasma ring gunner he's got like a bayonet on his plasma gun so i think he should get four attacks <laughs> um <laughs> so um the the next model up here is the uh the icon bear a chaos space marine so you can either do with a bolt gun or a bolt pistol chainsword obviously but differentiates him from his uh his other uh dark compatriots is his abilities so um his first ability is icon bear so when determining control of an objective marker, treat this operative's APL characteristic as being one higher. Uh, note that this is not a modifier, and then it says some things about narrative play here. So th this guy is treated as having uh, APL 4 when he's on an objective. So if you're ever mm -hmm. playing a mission that has like, where it's just like some kind of central objective that you and your opponent are fighting over, uh, this is a good model. Or even to yep. push him over onto your opponent's objective. Uh, if you can get him over there, you can pretty easily snipe uh, control of objectives from your opponent. Uh, he also has a unique action uh, for Icon of Vengeance. Uh, this is for 1 AP. So until the end of the turning point, while this operative is visible to and within uh, a square of a friendly heretic Astartes operative, uh, that friendly operative is inspired by vengeance. When an operative is inspired by vengeance, each time it fights in combat or makes a shooting attack in the roll attack dice step of that combat or shooting attack, if you retain any critical hits, you can select one of your failed hits to be retained as a successful normal hit. I love that ability. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. There's like uh, there's ploys and stuff in this game that are basically that like work exactly like this, and he just gets this for free just for being him. Yeah, and it's worth noting that um, I'd say other than the Aspiring Champ, I mean, probably tied with the Aspiring Champ, the Icon Bear is going to be the most used guy in, in your roster because you'll never not take him because he is the same as a regular uh, Chaos Space Marine warrior. Yeah, he's just simply better. Yeah, and there's no limit on him. So like, in the even if you're taking one fire team, like you take the leader and one of the gunners, and then there's no reason not to take this guy, because you're allowed to. So you'll always, always have an icon bearer. Like you said, this icon, like, he can benefit from it, from it himself, too. Uh, so, I mean, you can, if you have a bolt gun, like, let's say you pop the icon and move and then shoot a guy, suddenly you've got this ability. Um, you can hang him near some other bolt guns to buff them, or hang him near the gunner to make them even better. So there's a lot you can do with this icon. Uh, a lot of the time, I think that this model rewards aggressive play because of that plus one APL for contesting objectives. It might be tempting to give him a chainsword sometimes and just run him up onto those uh, contested objectives just to uh, just to ensure that you hold stuff. Or if you have something like central control, you might want him in the middle of the board. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. 
with the chainsword. My icon bearer currently is modeled with a chainsword and bolt pistol, but I honestly like the bolt gun too much. And like we said earlier, that fist profile is decent enough where I think I could forego it. You know, I think we kind of, we didn't really have this conversation, so we should probably have it now before we get into like the other stuff. Yeah. Um, the situations where I think you should take a chainsword is against uh, primarily like the melee teams that have uh, eight or nine wounds. I think in those situations, you should take chainswords. But if they have less than eight or nine wounds or more, I think a lot of the time it's better to take a bolt gun um, because the fist profile usually isn't going to do it against those models. Like you'll need at least three hits most of the time to kill them, and that's not good. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, outside of that, usually, yeah, I, I think the bolt gun is better and you can get a little bit more mileage out of it. But these guys are strong in melee if you give them the chainsword. Don't get me wrong. And in those situations, which it's pretty common, like if you're up against gene stealers, maybe, or um, like I play a lot of uh, like bloodletters, like if I'm up against chain swords, like those guys can two shot my bloodletters. So that's a little bit scary. In those situations, I, I like chain swords. But yeah, and, and the reason that it's a little bit more acceptable is because usually you'll have two gunners. So you do have a sizable amount of shooting already on the list. And it's not going to like kill your shooting to take a, co uh, a couple of those chainswords. So I would just consider it in those situations. So moving on here to the, uh, the Chaos Space Marine Aspiring Champion. Uh, he's got a wide variety of weapons that he can take. But typically you are going to want to be taking the Plasma Pistol and either a Power Fist or a Power Weapon. Um, the Plasma Pistol is simply the best here. Um, even though it has that six inch range, the, the amount of damage that it can put out, uh, he can put out like easily, easily. I say easily, but I just roll good with this guy whenever he supercharges, I, like easily put out 20 points of damage, uh, at AP two, uh, with that plasma pistol against anything within six, uh, within six inches, obviously the chain sword. Why would you ever take that over a power fist or power weapon? I'm a big fan of the Power Fist here. Five attacks, hitting on threes at 5-7 with Brutal. So my opponent's not going to be able to block any of my attacks unless uh, unless they crit. Really, really big fan of that. Um, how do you feel about the Power Weapon? Uh, power Weapon is usually the better choice. So now we can talk about when to take the Power Fist and when to take the Power Weapon. So I think the two times when you take a Power Fist is if you're against models with exactly seven wounds and models with exactly 12 wounds. And I think against everything else, you take the power weapon. Okay, I'm sorry, no. Um, 11 to 12 wounds and exactly 7. Otherwise, you go the power weapon. Um, like if they have 13 wounds or more, or if they have between 7 and 11 wounds, like 8 to 10, then you go the power weapon. But everywhere else, you take the fist. Just pure efficiency. The 7 wound models, you can one-shot them with the power fist. Um, between 8 and 10 you can 2 hit them with the power weapon pretty reliably mm -hmm. uh, but more than 10 then you'll need 2 crits to 2 hit them so you just go the power fist and you just crit hit them and kill them once you're out of 2 hit range so more than 12 wounds so neither of these weapons will 2 hit most of the time then you just go the power weapon because it hits on 2's and you just want reliability there yeah. so that's when you take those weapons uh, we're just going to take a look at the cultists here. 
they're I mean they're weak. They're cultists. Uh they got they got a three circle move, two APL, uh two for their group activation, uh three defense, uh five up save, seven wounds apiece. Uh they you can either equip them with a auto gun or a gun butt, uh pretty weak weapons, or a auto pistol and a brutal assault weapon. Uh, all these, all of these profiles actually are the same, except for the auto pistol, which only has six inch range, and the gun butt, which has three attacks, uh, hitting on fours, damage two three. E everything else I listed is four attacks, hitting on fours, damage two three. Yeah, it's weak. I mean, these are just bodies. Yeah, it doesn't really. You don't expect anything from these guys as far as uh, offensive output. Yep. Um, but then there's the gunner, who, who maybe the flamer is. Like we said earlier, it's not good in like a vacuum, but on these models, there's definitely some value to it. It's worth noting that the gunners are only GA1, whereas the normal cultists are GA2. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can give the cultist gunner a flamer. I think the heavy stubber is okay. It's probably better. Um, five attacks on fours, three, four heavy ceaseless fuselage just ceaseless really is what sells it for me yeah that that's that was my initial reaction too just set him in the back um but again the flamer maybe with like the forward deploy uh ploy that they have is doable and then there's the cultist champion which i mean you might as well not even look at him but we'll look at him <laughs> i mean i guess uh he's, he's uh, he hits on threes instead of fours <laughs> yeah with the shotgun so he's got a shotgun that hits on twos it's damage three three range six that's <laughs> really the only thing uh, and he's got one more wound yeah eight uh, wounds. ga1 tanky guy <laughs> yeah yeah real tanky uh, guy let's um, move on to yeah. the plays all we? right so I already talked about malicious volleys and how that works, so we can kind of skip over that unless you have anything else to add. No, I mean, it's really good. Right. Um, but a lot of the time, I mean, you might not use it because of another ploy that is better, but um, uh, we'll talk about Hateful Assault first. Yeah. So Hateful Assault is, I remember when we first started playing this game and we saw, oh, fight twice, that sounds awesome. It's really not that awesome. No. Um, a lot of the time, you really don't want to fight twice. The situations where you want to take a fight twice action are when you're running a lot of melee and you're up against like a horde and you see opportunities to charge two guys and fight them both. That's when you fight twice. You never use fight twice. Well, you usually don't use fight twice to fight the same guy twice because that means the first fight went terribly wrong and um, you're not going to spend CP for situations like that. Yep. Um, so fight twice is, remember, against hordes. Uh, when you have a lot of melee and you want to charge and fight two different guys, kill them both. So, yeah. I think that about sums up Hateful Assault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let the galaxy burn. Um, this is the last of the strategic ploys. So Malicious Follies, Hateful Assault, those are also uh, strategic ploys. Uh, so until the end of the turning point, each time a friendly heretic Astartes operative is activated, once during that activation in the roll attack dice step of a combat or shooting attack, if it is the if it is targeting the closest valid target, you can retain one of your attack dice results of five up. That is a successful hit as a critical hit. And if you could already retain one of your results of five up, you can retain one of your results of four up instead. So what that basically translates to is one of your dice results of five up becomes a crit. And if you are running the power weapon, 
on your aspiring champion, uh, he is now going to be critting on a four. Yeah, four up. Uh, lethal is, is really uh, strong. This, I mean, this synergizes really well with a lot of things. For starters, your heavy bolter has P1, so making it easier to crit means you're getting that AP1 easier. So any crit rolls you have are coming through easier, like the icon, for instance, that, that ability where if you get a crit, you can turn a miss into a fail. Again, let the galaxy burn. You're more likely to get that crit. You're more likely to benefit from that icon. Um, on top of the fact that crits are just good in general, you want crits. Um, uh, it's worth talking about. There are a couple limitations here that get forgotten about uh, quite often that I've seen. So um, it's only once during an activation. So let's say you have malicious volleys and let the galaxy burn on for your second shoot. You're not getting let the galaxy burn on the second shoot action. And it's only during your activation. So if another guy charges you and you f and fights, uh, you're not benefiting from let the galaxy burn on your, on your fight dice there because it's not your activation. But all that aside, this is still a really, really strong uh, strategic play. And I think it's my favorite one here for the, uh, for the traitor Marines. I, I think it's becoming mine too. I was really, really into malicious volleys. Um, but this one, you know, it has the ability to apply to more models in your all Space Marine, uh, Traitor Space Marine kill team, if that makes sense, right? Whereas mm -hmm. Malicious Volleys only applies to your Bolter Boys. I think in situations when you go, like, sometimes you're going to go into turn two with four CP, like you didn't spend any. I think in those situations, I think you use both. What do you that, think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that just sounds absolutely brutal. That's that's pretty strong right there. So yeah. uh, the tactical ploys, uh, let's go with Veteran Longwear first, one CP. This one's very simple. If you shoot something and you do no damage to it, you spend a CP and shoot again. Although actually, something noteworthy for Veteran of the Longwear that I've, I've never seen used is it works in combat too. So if you roll, I mean, it's how rare. Very, very rare. How rare are you fighting in combat and getting zero hits? Yeah. That means that you missed everything because yeah. if you're fighting in combat and it's your activation, you're striking first. So I guess maybe if like both you and your opponent just got one hit and you just want to parry them and try again, man, that's that's rare. But usually this is for your gun. So yeah. if your gun moves, you spend a CP and you roll all the dice again. And then there is strike from within, which we talked about earlier, right? So Yeah, I kind of gave it a just a, a brief overview but overview but yeah so this happens in the tactical ploy this is a tactical ploy that you use in the setup operative step uh you select a chaos cultist operative and he can be set up with a conceal order anywhere in the kill zone that is within an inch of heavy terrain and is more than six inches from any from excuse me enemy operatives and the enemy drop zone on missions where you have to do an action on an objective if you can set up a cultist on an objective to start the game that is like far from your DZ that you might not be able to get normally, then I would give that a consideration. I mean, if you're going to take cultists, you might as well get the most mileage out of them. So I look for look for situations to utilize strike from within. But if it's a mission like seize ground or something where you're not doing an action, uh, I wouldn't bother unless there's like a really important choke point that you can identify that you want to put like a flamer down on. But generally speaking, I would avoid 
Strike from within. The last tactical ploy they have is Warp Infused for 1 CP. Uses tactical ploy when a friendly Heretic Astartes operative is activated. Until the end of that operative's activation, you can ignore any or all modifiers to its APL characteristic, and it is not injured. So if you have a wounded guy, uh, you got a wounded Heretic Astartes, you can just uh, make him not wounded anymore for yeah. 1 CP. It's It's good. Yeah, Not I mean, there's going to be times when you have an injured guy that can't do what you want to do because he's injured. Um, just use Warp Infused. Yep. Uh, so I guess now we can go ahead and get into their equipment. Uh, Shane, do you want to start us off here with the belt feed? Yeah, the belt feed is you give it to a bolt gun, bolt pistol, or heavy bolter. And if you do the heavy bolter, it costs three equipment points instead of two. And it gets ceaseless. This is pretty good into things with invulns um, because the next thing we're going to talk about I think is usually better. Belt feed is definitely, it's good. I mean, 2 EP for ceaseless bolt guns, that's strong. You hit on threes, so you're only missing outright on a two. Uh, the one, you're you're getting a reroll. So, yeah. And I mean, I like this two on the heavy bolter. Pretty strong. Yeah. Next up, we have the Malefic Rounds for two equipment points. Select one bolt gun, bolt pistol, or heavy bolter the operative is equipped with. Uh, that weapon gains the P1 critical hit rule for the battle, and if it already has the P1 critical hit rule, it gains the AP1 special rule instead. Yeah, so this is why I said that the belt feed is better against invulns, because if they don't have an invuln, I think getting P1 on your bolt guns is better most of the time. Um, and we already talked about how Let the Galaxy Burn gets you those crit special rules easier, um, so this is just another thing that synergizes with that. Mm -hmm. I will say... I would very much advise against giving the heavy bolter malefic rounds. It's already got P1. You already have good access to crits. Yeah, You're probably going to end up with AP1 anyway. Yeah, you have so many shots coming out of that thing. You're probably going to roll one crit. Especially without the galaxy burn. I love this. On the, um, on the regular bolters, though, it just levels them up a little bit. For 2 EP, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, go Dark ahead. Blasting, uh, three equipment points. So you can put it on, this is the one of the equipment pieces where you can either give it to a Chaos Cultist operative or you can give it to a, uh, a Heretic Astartes. So yeah, this is three equipment points. Uh, you can give it to a Cultist. I wouldn't. You select an, a melee weapon the operative is equipped with and you add one to the attack characteristics for the battle for three equipment points. I don't think I, so. Okay. I don't like you this. Can, yeah, you could take this a few different routes. You can try and make a weak guy slightly better, like with the cultist, which I think is not worth three equipment points. You can make a chain sword uh, a, even better, make it five attacks, which is probably the most useful version of this, but I still don't like it. Or you can just go bonkers and give your aspiring champion six attacks, which is overkill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe you could make an argument for giving the Chainsword five attacks. Um, but the other two things, forget about it. And most of the time, there's something better anyway. Maybe if it was two equipment points, but yeah. So moving on here, we have got uh, a couple of grenades. So we've got the Frag Grenade for two EP, and you can put this on a Astartes or a Cultist. Frag Grenades are great. Four attacks, hitting on threes, damage two, three, range six, limited, blast circle, and indirect. Uh, we have talked a lot recently about uh, why the indirect keyword is so important in this game, particularly against models like 
Arlequins, Orc Commandos, and uh, Gene Stealers. And then we have here the Crack Grenades for 3 uh, EP. You can also give these to a Cultus or a Stardes. Uh, they've got 4 attacks, hitting on 3s, damage 4, 5, uh, range 6, limited, AP 1, and indirect. Really good piece of kit, the Crack Grenade, even though it's kind of on the expensive side and it's limited. You know, you, you give this, either this or honestly either of these grenades, to a cultist, and uh, you have a cultist with a real weapon uh, that is hitting on threes. <laughs> with GA2, so you can have two Crack Grenade cultists just like rush a guy. Oh, oh that's, that's really good. That's mean. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's probably my favorite usage of cultists that I can think of. All right, you wanna you wanna talk about the Grizzly Trophy here? Yeah, the Grizzly Trophy is really nice. Um, basically, while you are within three inches, invisible to an enemy operative, uh, you subtract one from the attacks characteristic of ranged and melee weapons that enemy operative is equipped with. This is really good against those uh, melee teams that have four attacks per guy. So, I mean, taking a model down to three attacks is fantastic. I've seen this used against like. Uh, harlequins with their fusion pistols which are three inch range <laughs> nice so yeah you bring the fusion pistol down to three attacks suddenly you might actually survive against it for once but um yeah grizzly trophy is you can only take one but it's uh it's pretty good you can put it on like your champion or something or maybe like a chain sword guy i just was to give thinking them... you stick it on your um your icon bear just to get all those apl shenanigans going off of one model but then maybe that might be loading up too many eggs in one basket. So maybe put it, put yeah, put it on like the regular marine and just kind of pair them up together, and have them go yeah. and take an objective off your opponent. Yeah, I mean the uh, a lot of the time uh, taking one attack away from your enemy is is actually even better than giving yourself an extra attack. So yeah, uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the suspenser system? I would love to talk about the suspenser system. So um, the heavy special rule of ranged weapons the operative is equipped with is treated differently. Instead, an operative cannot move more than three circle in the same activation in which it performs a shoot action with any of, uh, of those ranged weapons. Um, so this is for three equipment points. You're only ever going to want to put this on your, uh, on your heavy gunner, um, and you're effectively doubling your movement. Instead of just being able to dash and shoot, you're going to be able to move a full uh, a full six inches. Um, so that that's really good, putting that extra movement on your uh, probably your deadliest model. Yeah, you'll probably take the suspenser system a lot. Just having that extra mobility on those big guns is is pretty nice. Yeah, uh, and then there's the sacrificial dagger. Um, which, funny enough, can go on cultists. I never really realized that until now. It's three equipment points. Yeah, you can only have one on your team. Uh, this is pretty good, though. Uh, once per turning point, when this operative incapacitates an enemy operative in combat, uh, this operative can regain up to four lost wounds. Your aspiring champion is a big one for this. Yeah. I really like him for that because he's going to be getting a lot of melee kills. And regaining four lost wounds is amazing. I mean, a lot of the time, that can be like all the damage you took just back. Uh, like I said, you can give it to a cultist. But if you kill an enemy operative in combat with a cultist, you should get a trophy, not four lost wounds. The the fact um, that this happens once per turning point is kind of wild too. Hypothetically, you can have a model heal sixteen wounds. Yeah, I mean this is uh, I mean the real thing. 
is well realistically i guess it would be like 12 yeah i mean unless they started off really close to you but um 12 is the amount of wounds that uh, uh, marine gets funnily enough that's crazy (laughs) um yeah the sacrificial dagger is pretty good i really like this one in the melee teams um even against non-melee teams i think you can justify it if you expect to get into uh into combat yeah i mean i think my favorites here they really don't have many bad choices. I think that you could say that Dark Blessing is kind of a bad choice. But other than yeah. that, all these are pretty good. I mean, Frag and Crack Grenades have their place. Uh, Grizzly Trophy is pretty good. Sacrificial Dagger is super good. Suspenser System feels like a must-take. Uh, Same for I'm not, um, well, I guess it depends. If If you're taking a heavy, if you're taking the heavy guy, consider the Suspenser System versus the belt feed um if you're not taking the heavy guy then obviously you don't need to worry about the suspensor system but oh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a few minutes here and i would also say um that the uh the, the options here are all pretty useful they all have their own uses and it's very unlikely that you're going to actually rule any of these out all the time like through a whole tournament run um i think the most common one is probably going to be Malefic Rounds because you're going to be taking those bullet guns like all the time, and it's really good to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming you're not up against like pure invuln save teams like Gene Stealers or something. But yeah, I think that wraps up equipment. So uh, let's go into kind of the more nuanced part of this kill team, and that's just like how to run it, particularly matchups, strengths, weaknesses, that sort of thing. So I'll start us off here. My my preferred way, the most fun I have running this team, and I, I'll be honest, the only way that I've run this team is with uh, six Chaos Space Marines. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they have so much firepower, you know, with, with their ploys and everything synergizing up with their weapons. I'll typically wind up taking the two Bolter Space Marines, uh, the Gunner with the Plasma Gun, the uh, Space Marine, or the Heavy Gunner, uh, with the Heavy Bolter, uh, an Icon Bearer, and the uh, Space Marine, or the Aspiring Champion, with a Power Fist and a uh, a Plasma Pistol. They do a lot. This team is very, very killy. The thing is with them is you're, you've only got six bodies, so you really can't be everywhere at once. But, you know, if you take security as your TAC Ops, and you don't really need to worry about being everywhere at once when you're scoring points just by sitting in your backfield um, on top of objective points or your own like home field objectives, I guess I'll say, and you're just blasting your opponent off the table with um, uh, things like malicious volleys and let the galaxy burn. And then um, typically I'll use the Chaos Space Marine uh, Aspiring Champion as kind of like a counter a counterpunch uh sometimes literally um so opponent gets close charges onto one of my objectives gets on my side of the board or whatever send him out shoot he'll shoot something with his plasma pistol charge it punch it to death with his power fist uh or he just won't because he'll do like 20 points of damage with that plasma pistol so that's typically how i've been running uh the chaos space marines there's definitely instances where the cultists are going to come into play what matchups do you think would be the go-to for that first one off just off the top of my head it has to be harlequins that's Mm -hmm. where the cultists you you like don't have a choice 
you have to take the cultists because there's so many harlequins they're going to outnumber you by two and they are going to kill you in close combat and there's really nothing you can do to stop that your melee on your space marines is not good enough to fight and trade with an har with a harlequin the harlequin is always going to trade up against the space marine and you don't want to be like trading down you don't you don't want to be charging a space marine into a harlequin uh, they both trade and now you're down a model they're down a model but they're still up on on bodies so you yeah. got you got to take the chaos cultists um i've been talking a lot with sensor lock uh over in our discord and what he's been doing with the cultists is he's been kind of running them he's been running the the cultist fighters in pairs so each one of these little like uh, pairs one will have an a uh, an auto gun and the other will have the auto pistol and brutal assault weapon what he'll do is he'll have the uh the auto gun guy just shoot a target do some chip damage and then the um the other chaos cultist with the brutal assault weapon will then charge that same model and just do some more chip damage and uh and just tar pit the model basically so they're not really used to actually kill things they're more used just to get a little bit of damage in maybe to have your um your space marines uh come in and clean it up and then like i mentioned when we were talking about equipment you can give uh those cultist grenades and uh now they become a real threat to specific models if you if you're taking a frag or a crack grenade you know yeah i mean that's the biggest argument i think for cultists is just strapping them with grenades because now they're they're useful outside of just being a like a body yeah um, they might actually do something so you've got your three marines you've got five cultists with grenades you've got two cultist gunners and then you've got one useless cultist yeah. so it's like there's there's really only one totally useless cultist still yeah and, uh, and here's here's the thing that i wanted to uh, run back to about the the suspenser system because the suspenser system is three equipment points if you're ever running um cultist a, a cultist marine split kill team i would not take the heavy gunner because I don't want to spend the points on the suspenser system or the three points on the belt feed. I want to save those points to get more grenades onto the field. So I would just take the regular gunner with a plasma gun, maybe the sacrificial dagger on the aspiring champion, you know, because, I mean, odds are he will kill a Harlequin who charges him uh, if he doesn't get blown off the table by a fusion pistol, of course. So he can regain those those four lost wounds in combat and stay on the board for a bit longer. But yeah. So outside of Harlequins, what I mean, I think against um, like orcs and stuff and gene stealers, uh, like ten gene stealers, you could probably also justify taking uh, those grenades. But um, God, you said ten gene stealers, and I like, like I blacked out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just facing that is just it just feels so overwhelming. Um I do think in general that the six marines are okay against Tyranids, but um if you want to take cultists into that matchup, you can uh load them up with grenades. Kind of like what we're talking about mm -hmm. with the uh with the Harlequin matchup and just see what they do. Um same thing for orcs, except against orcs, I think I'd rather have crack grenades. So Maybe just go three cultists with crack grenades and you've got a plasma guy and then 
you've got your leader um, and then an icon. That's maybe the way to approach it. I also don't think that the six Marines are like, I haven't seen the matchup, but I have, I I think that the six Marines are okay against orcs. Um, I think, I think they're okay against orcs. I mean, I literally played them against your greenskins, your greenskins team not too long ago. And um, I, I, I took search and destroy, I think as my tack ops, just to kind of experiment with it. Um, that was a bad idea, but giving those guys um, like malefic rounds on the bolt guns, uh, and in this one you're going to want to take the suspensor system on your heavy gunner just for that extra bit of movement, and then maybe like a crack grenade to round it out. I think um, that would get, so two malefic rounds, a suspensor system, and a crack grenade that would that rounds out to ten points exactly um, across mm-hmm. your six guys there. Once again, you take the plasma. Yeah. Um. It's just, it's just so good. Do you um, think that uh, orcs might be a matchup for the missile launcher or the heavy bolter? That's a good question. Because I think that the crack profile on the missile launcher yeah. is probably better against an orc. Yeah. Um, and the blast profile isn't that bad either. And they'll have a lot of bodies, so maybe. Yeah, because a lot of times what what the, those larger model count kill teams will do is they'll put like one or two guys behind a single piece of cover kind of close together just to set them up in like a staging area almost to charge onto an objective in the next turn or on their next activation or whatever. So I think that that blast, yeah, that 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 frag profile is pretty good. They have bad saves already, and you mm-hmm. can still give them the suspensor system for that extra movement, so... I think the missile launcher, it, at the very least, it's viable. It's probably it might be better. Any other matchups that we want to talk about here? I mean, I think that in general, cast space brains do pretty well against other elite teams, just because at the moment they outbody them. Yeah, that's the um, big thing. Yeah, that extra body, and they're all twelve or thirteen wounds. It's like it's so good. They're just good, man. Yeah, and they're they're really good bolt guns. Make them pretty good against teams with a lot of chaff as well yeah. generally speaking they've got a lot of tools to kill weaker models pretty efficiently so that is uh certainly a strength for them um especially if you're you're going heavy on the bulk guns but uh yeah i mean if you're assembling a like a 20 model roster for these guys for a tournament uh you should have a cultist loadout on the roster but i mean i probably i usually wouldn't bother with more than eight cultists just have one set of cultists and then the rest of your roster space just different types of like like enough bolt guns enough chain swords for if you want to go all in on one or the other um different uh loadouts for the marine or the aspiring champion marine with either a power fist or power weapon yep and uh and then the different gunners so that's that's how i'd look at the roster for this guy one dude. So, are you gonna go with the heavy stubber or the flamer for those two chaos cultists? I mean, uh, that's my the only says... thing that's up in the air for me. <laughs> my gut says the stubber, but um, some pretty good trader marine players have have uh, said they like the flamer too. So, um, I can tell you with certainty that the stubber is not outright bad. Um, I. I don't know specifically how I would approach using the flamer, but uh, the stubber is pretty straightforward. You'd sit back and shoot with him. You rarely move 
I mean, it does have heavy. So it's, again, it's like a back objectives hitter that can look down a shooting lane and it can actually do some stuff. It hits on fours, but it's got five attacks and it's got ceaseless, which kind of offset those. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it actually puts out decent firepower. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm not ever putting a suspenser system. No. On, oh God, on a no. chaos gunner. <laughs> uh, even when he takes the heavy stubber, that, that's never going to happen. That's just a waste. Yeah. Any other matchups? We've kind of I've, talked about, I mean, I would talk about Pathfinders, but they're kind of just like broken at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah they're pretty good. Yeah, there's not, uh, they're not even really good. It's like one of their, like one of their stratagems is really just like, it's just broken, game breaking. Uh, Custodes or Talents of the Emperor, I should say, I don't, I don't think they're that hard of a matchup. Yeah, the two gunners can do well into them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I would go. Would you consider uh, the Melta? Maybe. Uh, I think you could. You could justify it. You could go yeah. Melta, um, and the missile launcher or the heavy bolter, uh, and then maybe a few chainsword guys with crack grenades, and then you're a leader. Yep. Who's got a power sword? Um, that can actually do pretty well on the custodies. You can kill one of them. <laughs> And like that's the thing about the four custodies is is once you kill one of them in the first two rounds, like if you can do that without having any losses yourself, you're in pretty good shape. So that's kind of like all the top matchups, really. I would talk about commandos, but they're kind of the the they're so similar to the greenskins matchup that I had mentioned before. The only thing is they can stay in conceal and charge out of conceal into your guys. So I guess just watch out for that. What's the answer to conceal? Just take grenades. So uh, that pretty much wraps up this heretic, or I guess this, this Trader Space Marine deep dive. Thank you all for listening and for tuning in on YouTube. If you like what we're doing, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to follow us on whichever podcasting app you are listening to. If you really like what we're doing, go ahead and check out our Patreon, where you can get some of the content at a time, and you can also get some, uh, some exclusive Patreon-only content over there as well. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you all again in the next one.